Hey, welcome to the Infinity Bros Podcast, the only podcast that's perfectly balanced, as all things should be, here on a coronavirus Monday. It's just me and Robbie today. Robbie, uh, welcome back. It feels like it's been an eternity since I've seen you, but also it feels like an eternity since you've been on the show. It has been a little while. I'm pretty sure my last appearance on the show uh, mysteriously disappeared. Yeah, that's my bad. It got the, it got the coronavirus and it's it's gone. <laughs> it wasn't feeling that well. <sighs> it's because all the birds of prey takes were bad except for mine, so I had to get rid of it. I, that's the conspiracy. That's the conspiracy. You can stick to it, but dude, mm-hmm. you're being a jerk if you talk about that. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on. Uh, wherever you're listening, however you're listening, thanks for joining us. If you clicked this episode, you're listening to our season three Westworld. Sound like I said Westworld. Westworld. Westworld premiere review. Uh, and if you don't know, Robbie and I are massive Westworld fans. Whenever we get a chance to talk about an episode, we are going to take it. Uh, is Robbie kind of before we dive into this episode and break it down? Um, would you consider yourself because you're a big Game of Thrones guy? Would you consider yourself a bigger Westworld fan or Game of Thrones? Probably Game of Thrones, and I think. I think that's probably everyone, but like Westworld is really, really good. It, it's it's a little hard to follow, and I think that makes makes it difficult. The rewatchability gets a little hard because it's so deep. Whereas Game of Thrones, you just throw it on, and there's a bunch of action, and the storyline is pretty simple, and it, it can it can be background noise. Whereas if you watch the West, if you watch Westworld and like try to be on your phone the whole time, you're not going to know what's going on. Even with the ending, you would say that. With last season's ending? I'm sorry, with Game of Thrones' ending. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would still I would still watch season 1 through 6 and be happy. 7 and 8's when you kind of go mm. Yeah, cuz you didn't like the ending. No, but I've, I mean I've rewatched through Game of Thrones two and a half times. I didn't finish the third rewatch because I got lazy and season eight came out i don't blame you sounds like season eight got lazy and didn't feel like making a real <laughs> season they did the same but that's thing, according yeah. to you not me not me that's according mm-hmm. to you and everyone else um, and anyone who disagrees is wrong right i haven't seen it but i'll just i'll take your word for it this time not all the time this time um we're grateful you're with us we're a podcast about film and uh pop culture and comic books and all those kinds of things we're going to just do a mini sode today on this show so if you aren't really looking to talk about Westworld, go pick out another episode, check it out. We'd love to see you on that. Um, but you're going to want to be familiar with how we rate things because we're going to talk about the different seasons of Westworld since this is the premiere. We may talk about specific characters. So we're going to put our rating bumper right here. Here on the Infinity Bros podcast, everything is ranked from a zero to six point scale. Zero meaning horrible and six meaning absolutely excellent. If all of the Infinity Bros rank something a six, it gets an Infinity Snap. And also, too, this is going to be a complete spoiler review of this episode. So if you have not seen Season 3, Episode 1 of Westworld, and you're planning on watching it, I suggest you pause, go watch it, come back. But for now, we're going to put a spoiler bumper right here. This is... Prepare yourself. An Infinity Bros. Prepare yourself. Spoiler. Warning. All right. Robbie, uh, 
what is your rating before we even like break down this 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 episode and we were talking pre-show like how do you break down a Westworld episode I think you kind of just go where you want to go and kind of that's how the show works right um <laughs> and but could you give us your rating of seasons one and season two season one I absolutely loved and I think that's the draw for everyone because season one you're just like oh Westworld they're robots and people do whatever they want it's like a fantasy world and oh they're uprising it it, it was much easier to follow even though um and th- now I can compare it to The Witcher because The Witcher kind of did the same thing and I was thinking about this earlier where the timelines are different but you eventually get to the the true timeline at the end which is kind of what was what uh sorry uh what The Witcher did that people complain so much about, but I think Westworld did it much better. Um, first season is a six. Um, I thought it was pretty self-explanatory to follow. The character development was amazing. Um, it it has everything you would want, especially if you like westerns or if you like sci-fi. Um, season two was tougher for me to follow. Um, and I think it was tougher for everyone to follow because I know right after that one came out, there was like a bunch of here's how Westworld season two makes sense recap videos and stuff like that. So season two was a little tougher. I think some of the big scenes might bump it up a little bit. So I would give it I think I'd give it a solid five. It's not as good as the first season, though. Yeah, I would say season one is a six. It's one of the best seasons I've seen in a long time. Um, wonderful show that season it it was that season was so much fun because you didn't know where it was going to go and it really just aligned perfectly it felt like at the end um season two to me is more of a 4.5 I had a lot of fun with season two um thoroughly enjoyed the season but I would agree I think there was some struggles with storytelling I think some beats that they were trying to hit just weren't feeling the same the analogy I've heard somebody use is they tied up too many knots and you couldn't get the knot undone. Like in the first season, that makes sense. it was easy to pull that string out, whereas in the second season, didn't feel as much. So what is your expectation going into this season, Robbie? Are you looking for it to bounce back from season two, recapture season one? Like, what are you looking for? I think it's going to bounce back. And I think based off the first episode, I think you kind of get that feeling. But it's we're obviously in a different we're in the real world. We're in not really a different world. We're in the real world now where these cyborgs, I guess you would call them, are becoming coherent to their own existence. And now they're striking back. And, and I, th- I think based off the first episode, this season is going to have a much l- more linear storyline. And we're going to be able to follow much easier. But the stuff that's going to happen is going to be bigger. On a bigger scale, if that makes sense. Yeah, I would agree, too. I guess for me, when I looked at this season, knowing where they were going to deal with the everyman versus the top 1%, which is how the first two seasons were, Mm -hmm. I was expecting more realism. Um, And they gave in in this episode in particular, they they did a great job with um, Aaron Aaron Paul's character of just like... Caleb. Creating creating some hope. Mm -hmm. Um, And... That's really what I want. I want Dolores to struggle with the people she encounters. And this episode did a great job of that. Just even with the wife and the the abused wife at the beginning of the of the um episode and the the 
the guy she's dating um, to find out that he's not really the big bad behind the scenes, right? Right. Um, I, I liked, I, I, and that's what I want. I want her to come to a moral dilemma of who am I really attacking here? Because um, I don't like Dolores being a villain, and I felt like that in this episode, and particularly not to jump too far ahead, that she was such a villain, and I just, the previous two seasons, she felt like a vigilante. Um, you think so? Because that's, that's the thing with her. Like, first season, yes. Like, she turns into that vigilante character, but the second season, she, like, she's not a good person. When she turns well, in, when she's like Wyatt. what's happened to her, right? Like, her, the first scene in the whole show is her getting essentially raped and killed. Right. And I, I have a hard time being against her, and I think that's what was my issue with this episode. We'll break that down in a second, but real quick, Robbie, what would you give your rating of this episode before we dive in? I ha- I hate just handing out sixes, like everything just gets a six, you know? And this one is tough because like you're almost trying to nitpick it just so you can bump it down to like a 5.5. 5. I, I don't really have a reason to bump it down to a 5.5 5 though, so it's, I, I kind of have to give it to six, even though I don't think like anything major happened, but like for, to, to put Westworld back on track. I think this episode did that. And it's it's very easy to follow for someone who like I did had to watch like a 20-minute recap video of season 2 just so I kind of remembered what was going on and mm-hmm. could could piece everything together. And then you jumped into season 3 and it's like, "Oh, this all makes sense now. I get I get what's going on. I get why uh Bernard or Arnold or whatever you want to call him is here. I get why uh Dolores is here and then you get the new character in uh Aaron Paul as Caleb um giving you that real life aspect of it so yeah I I think I have to give it a six I think it deserves a six I almost wonder if this is the path they should have gone down with season two where they should have shown she was out with Maeve you think no I think continue with Dolores like like almost flip everything what they did they should have done the episode they're doing right now but then you wonder who the person is, the girl. Like, it's a mysterious girl, right? You're following her, you don't know who she is. Then at the end, when Aaron Paul discovers who she is, it's Dolores. Mm-hmm. And you're like, how did Dolores get out? And then then you could have gone back to season two. I think that might have been a really cool way to storytell it, but I like the way it's going. Let's, let's talk about some details of this episode real quick, and then we're going to kind of bounce around. Because you're going to listen to if you're listening to this, you're probably listening to a lot of reviews. And we're not going to, on this show, linearly talk about this episode probably ever just because we we want to bounce around and talk about what we want but we also want it to be a true mini-sode where you feel that you're getting something different out of this so just please understand that's how Robbie and I are going to do this but uh the title of this episode Parse Domine is the title uh, is uh blah, is translated from Latin to spare us lord spare your people um I thought that was fascinating obviously Westworld does a great job of being layered and then Rehoboam the uh, device that that big central intelligence device that they have is named after King Rehoboam from the Bible, who was the son of King Solomon and the grandson of King David. He ruled for 17 years, initially over the united monarchy of Israel, until a civil war broke out and the 10 northern tribes of Israel separated, leaving him king of Judah in the south. Hmm. I Found that very fascinating. Yeah, I was going to say, did, was that the that? Google machine that you found all that info on? You know, just slapped it on the Google machine, and you know how she gets. Zane, right? Zane just popped up. What do you need to know? Yeah, inf- Infinity Bro Zane like popped out of his shell and definitely told me. No, I, I don't know. I because I, I knew I'd heard the name before, so I googled it and then looked it up. But 
I think that's interesting to see the Civil War analogy. Oh, I don't know sure. if that I don't Westworld's not really on the nose sometimes with that. Sometimes they're redirecting you or trying to send you another way. So I'm trying not to read too much into it, but I did find it very fascinating in regards to Civil War. What talk talk with me? There's a lot of big um names in this too. Kid Cuddy uh plays uh Caleb's buddy from War. Francis. Francis. Um, we see Marshawn Lynch in this, Robbie. Marshawn Lynch. Do you want to know what his name was? No, what was his name? I didn't know. His, his name was Giggles. No way. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> I I loved his shirt, and I and I the whole time, every time he was on, I was just watching his shirt because I was like interested. Is like, is that shirt like a mood ring for him? Like, it told us when he was amused. It told us when he was like pissed off. So I was like, that's really yeah. fun, and that that is perfect for Marshawn Lynch. It is perfect for Marshawn Lynch, and Giggles is a great name. Um, yeah, Kid Kid Cudi's in it. Palm Clementine's in this. I don't even. That's know like who that out is. of out of left field. Didn't see the uh, she's she's Mantis. Oh, okay, yeah. She was in it. She she makes an appearance. Um, and then John Gallagher Jr. plays Liam Dempsey. Um, and then was oh yes, Thomas Crushman. Who many will know as Strucker from uh, Age of Ultron. Oh, right. And if you think to also the end of Captain America, uh, the Winter Soldier. So a lot of like famous people making their way in this season. Right. And well, and HBO likes to do that. They like to throw popular artists in. Well, they have the money to throw around. Might as well. Yeah. Well, and speaking of money, I have got to say it's a six out of six in regards to the way this world works and the way this world looks. Mm -hmm. I was blown away last night watching this episode at just how the scenes were set up how it was shot uh i i watched do you watch the after show thing where they have that little 10 minute um feature out on how the show was made i did not because i watched this at like one o'clock in the morning yeah okay well they filmed in thailand and it's just beautiful i mean this is just a beautiful scene i i, I love their choice in creating this neo um los angeles kind of feel mm-hmm. and i i really gotta tip my hat it just seems like every season they get better with their world building in this show you say what you want about the script and the story but the way this thing looks hbo continues to just thrill me there i i don't know the exact number on the season of how it's going to be but i i'm what i'm reading on imdb is that this budget is a hundred million dollars Jeez. And I wholeheartedly believe it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, the way this looks, the way the cars look, the way the motorcycles look, um, the outfits that our characters are dressed in, the use of technology is amazing. And and, and this is just always something I, I think about when we see these, like, futuristic cities. Like, if you watch a Star Wars movie um, and, like, they go to a planet and the entire planet is a city, mm-hmm. you're just like, how does that work? That doesn't really make sense. Right. And then I really like this this part of Westworld where they kind of do this this world building mm-hmm. where you kind of get to see the infrastructure. You get to see, like, why things are the way they are. You get to see how people get around most of the time. Like, there was that, uh, there was that time where the guy was, like, talking to Caleb and, like, he was like, you know how to drive one of those things? Because it was, like, a car that actually had a steering wheel. And it was still, like, a futuristic car, like, to uh, on our level. But to them, it's like, well, that car is a steering wheel. That doesn't make sense. Like, they did a lot of world building and, and fitting it all together, even with uh, 
uh, Bernard. Does he go by Bernard in this one? He goes by something. He is going by Bernard Lowe, yes. So in this one, like, they're, like, making, like, makeshift cattle kind of things, like, like they kind of, they show how the world works, whereas a lot of times when you get these big sci-fi shows, you just get to see a bunch of a really cool city, and you don't really know why it's like that. It's just like that. Where this, you're actually in the city, and you're you're kind of part of that world. And I think that's that's a big thing that Westworld does, where they world build very well. Yeah, I I, I found the world building impressive. Speaking on um. Bernard real quick I love his kind of side mission what he's going with I love the mm-hmm. the way that they're working his character versus his robotic character and how he's basically isolated himself right um I'm really eager to watch his story play out is he going to be the Jekyll or the Hyde right mm-hmm. um I, I saw another one is he gonna be a hero the, uh, at the end of this story Gollum or Schmeagle <laughs> yeah that's another way to put it is he gonna is he gonna be a hero at the end of all of this? Because there's clearly a big battle this is all leading up to, right? right? It's leading up and to a civil war, like like you a civil war essentially, right? Yeah. Dolores and Hale kind of working together and then you're seeing Maeve kind of slowly be picked into the pieces as you watched the um promo for the next episode. But um I was fascinated with Bernard and how he's like working through that. He, he really reminded me of Hulk, to be honest. He reminded me of the Incredible Hulk and just how he was kind of like, yeah, don't hurt them too much. Presses the button, he gets up and just kicks their butts, just like that movie Upgrade, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's another thing you got to think about. Like these are cyborgs. Like, like he may not look tough, but he's gonna pick you up like it's nothing. I like how they're moving with Hale right now too. They've got her kind of in control and powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know her full intentions, and we don't even know who's taking her body because obviously Dolores from season two had pulled uh, those mines from all the different um, robots and is now strategically placed them in several people or looking to place them in several different robots. Um, the other one obviously going in, t- uh, Tommy Flanagan's character, Martin Connells. Um, overall, I got to say, though, Evan Rachel Wood is a remarkable actress. Oh, yeah, for sure. And this this is some of her best work this episode. She has a full range of acting this episode that is remarkable and and i have to say i tip my hat to her i continue to be floored with how she she can make the transition from robot to person jeffrey wright does this so well as well right i mean he he just murders with that i i really was impressed with how those two acted and the direction that they went clearly um clearly they had jonathan nolan who directed this episode and wrote it clearly had a strong vision of how he wanted her to look and maybe that is why i feel like she's more of a villain than a vigilante now which is kind of weird for me i was almost rooting for her last season a little bit um and i had i had the man in black my first season i hated him and then second season i came to kind of be like well maybe i hope he wins and now i'm like where's the man in black so we can beat her up because you know he's gonna go after her right and so i'm fascinated by that wish i would have gotten more mave though that's the thing. That, was the, that was the thing. I was like, why are we getting more Maeve? Like, we saw in all the promos, she's going around with a katana. Like, let's get more. Let's get some more Maeve in there. Yeah, she's she ends up in the. Did you see the after credit scene? I I saw it after the fact because I was just watching a video and they were like, oh, and this the the War World, and I was like, the War World? What are you talking about? Like, I turned it off as soon as it was over. I think some people do miss these because they don't really promote them, but. After the credits, she wakes up. She's dressed in in uh, World War II gear. She's in Nazi Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is basically taking somebody hostage and been knocking him out. So she's back in Westworld, 
She's plugged back in, but what, what's the world called that you said you referenced it? It's a war world. War world is what they're going to call it. Sounds good to me. That's the but. one they're like, that's the one that Hale is kind of pushing towards. And I think, I think there's something, I think the reason she's pushing for that one is I, I bet that's, maybe that's the world they use to try and like overtake like the real world. Cause obviously all the guns and bombs and everything are in that world. So do you think they take the fight to LA or do they push for somewhere else on the map or even try to get as many humans as they can back to like a West world? Like maybe, maybe, uh, Tessa Thompson's character opens up the world for people to check it out in, in, in partnership with Dolores, right? Like, where are they going with this? Like, that's the thing. I'm, 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 I'm really excited about how I don't know where they're going. If you pay attention a lot to Dolores, I think Dolores just wants, like, she she said early on talking to that that guy that she took all the money from. I can't remember his name. Um, that Gerald, right? Gerald. Um, she wants. She, she's the next evolution of the human species. That's what she said. I think she mm-hmm. wants total human destruction. I, I really do. And I, I know you want her to be like the, the good guy, but she is the good guy for her people. Species. Her spe- yeah. yeah. In her head, she's the good guy for her people where, where that, that's not very good for us. <laughs> like as, as right, normal and I'm people. trying to figure out, like I'm trying to figure out, am I just hoping she just gets revenge on the people that wronged her? Or am I actually cheering for the robots, which is a very strange feeling for me, because season two, I was not there. So why in this episode did I kind of flip really suddenly? It's kind of weird. I've been so separated from these characters for so long, too, which is an issue with Westworld. Been almost two years. I know. It's it's like, it feels like I'm starting over. And the episode feels like I'm starting over. It felt like a reboot. Almost. Yeah, you're in a completely different world. We're not just like cowboys and Indians. Now we're in the real world we're in like that sci-fi world now. This is a good episode. Um anything I'm missing on here before we kind of wrap it up, Robbie? We need to talk about Caleb. Aaron Paul. Let's talk about Caleb. Yeah, Aaron Paul. That's I, a great I thought point that was, with him. I thought his, what did you think of his story? His storyline was the most interesting to me. Because he's talking to this guy Francis, um and we know he's like somewhat linked up through the army and then he's linked up with a therapist and now he's talking to Francis and I think they they were really like hitting it on the nose. Like it shouldn't have been very hard to pick up that Francis wasn't alive. Like after a while, um, and he kept like blocking his calls and all that. And like you get that oh this is a simulation. It's some sort of PTSD thing. Um, and I thought that was really interesting. That like it, it another part of their world building is that you add in things like that. Um, but Aaron Paul I think is going to be a very big component to this season and and i don't know if that's going to be with who knows who who that's going to be with is he going to be with dolores is him and jeffrey wright going to somehow meet up like like where where does is he going to somehow do a job and he gets ed harris out man the man in black somehow like he seems like he's he's a normal dude in a world that is is too technological for him like he would be really good in our world right now but he's you know in the future and he, he's struggling with it because he's is probably capable of so much more but his main job is just feeding a power line to a robot that does his job like so he feels useless and then he does which ironically is what she's gonna do 
Right. Right. She's going to do all the hard work and he's going to sit back again, but he's just going to be on the flipped on the other side. I think it'd be really cool if, if Ed Harris getting Ed Harris out became a job for him. Cause how, what did he keep saying? He doesn't do, he doesn't do personals. He doesn't do personals. So I like, I like wonder if that, that'll be like a personal and like he'll do it because the, the money is so the, big. The scariest part of this episode was that app. Yeah. I could totally see that app being a real for thing. Sure. It may be a real thing right now. It probably is. And I just don't know about it. Right. Yeah. And yeah, I thought his, and maybe it's just cause he's a new character and we've never, we don't know what's going on with him, but I thought his story was the most interesting and I would take, I, I'm, I'm very excited to see where his goes. What happens with him? Yeah, I feel like he's a welcomed character. He fits in this world. He would never go to Westworld. So how are they going to get him there, right? By the end of the season, he's getting there. He's getting somewhere. Right? They'll get him there somehow. Um, I'm really interested to watch how he is with Dolores. Is he going to A, flip Dolores to being good again, right? To, like, not wanting to kill everybody because of his humanity. Because if he she kills everybody, she has to kill Caleb. Or B, is he going to reinforce it? Is she going to build a relationship deeper with him and reinforce it and realize how much crap he's got in his life? Or is he going to realize and be able to help save humanity? Um, there's a lot of humans built into this equation right now that they're they're kind of building that can actually make a difference where it doesn't feel like that at Westworld as much. Um, it felt like the man in black was the only human that could do it until obviously season two when we found out he wasn't human. Um, and so, yeah, I... Again, this is the the fun part in the pickle with the show is the conv- the convolutedness of the show is like crazy. Um, Kid Cudi did all right as Francis too, by the way. Yeah, and, and I'll be honest, I'm not. I don't know who Kid Cudi is. If I saw a picture of him, I didn't know who that was. I just thought it was some actor. No, you, you, you're fine. I think it's just more interesting that he actually. I didn't know it was him. Um, mm-hmm. I don't like follow Kid Cudi religiously, but I know of him, and I thought that he did a really good job, and I was. I was I was impressed with his acting. I thought he did a great job. Jeffrey Wright and Evan Rachel Wood are back. It's great to watch them act. I could watch those two all day long. Why isn't she in more stuff yet? Dude, I don't that know. I've been questioning a lot. Like every time I see her in Westworld, I'm like, how isn't she like like getting cast for big roles? Like Jeffrey Wright's starting it's, to hit big it's roles. Coming. It's coming. Right. It's it's coming. And honestly, same with same with uh Fandy Newton, Maeve. Same with her. Yeah, I, she's a little different. I could see her being a little older. She could well, be. Maybe a, I'm wrong. Let's check the age. A, she could be. Look a, at Fandy. I'll look at Evan. She could be a villain. That's true. How old is she's Evan? Let's see. Not here. that old. No. She was born in 1972. Do the math. Oh, Evan Wood is born in 87. So there you go. 30s. Yeah, so seventy two. Fandy's only forty. Yeah, Fandy could be a good villain. Evan, Evan Rachel Wood would be a really good. I could see Marvel maybe going after her, or even DC. I, think, I yeah, could I see think a both could go after her. She she'd be a good fit in DC's like kind of um, uh, palette. Mm-hmm. If you know what I'm she saying. has that, that very serious. Like she could very yeah. seriously been a. She could be a villain too. She could have been Wonder Woman because she has that very serious, I elegant so too, face. Actually. Honestly, she's got the physique for it too. Right. She but yeah, you look, could. I'm I just, could have bought just that. looking at her, her filmography, from, how do you have, filmography, 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 like she's or not words. in anything. Words are she's hard. She's not in anything. Like she, yeah. like on here it says known for a movie called Thirteen that came out in two thousand three. 
Well, and maybe this is kind of what's kind of put her out there. I'm just amazed that it's taken this long. You think by now, like, she's just... She it's just a grind, be, man. She was in Frozen 2. She was a voice in Frozen 2. There you go. Yeah. It, it's it's a grind, bro. It's a grind. So, um, I think this is going to be a great season. I think Westworld's back, Robbie. I think this I think this season is going to be better than number two. I think it's going to be easier to follow. I can confidently say that I think season two is back, um, and I'm super grateful for it. I'm looking forward to reviewing more episodes with you. Um, so mm-hmm. uh, thanks for coming on, Robbie. Thanks for taking time and for this little mini-sode. Uh, you could check out Westworld Season 3, Episode 1 on HBO Now, HBO Go, or you can just get HBO. I would not recommend doing that. I would recommend HBO Now. It's much easier, and the episode comes out an hour later. That's what Robbie and I do, and it's awesome. Do that. It's much cheaper, much easier. Next next week, next week we're going to be back, and we're going to have a special guest, Scott Higa of the Christian Nerd Podcast is coming on. Hey, me and Isaac are going to talk. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit on coronavirus. We'll see. We'll talk a little bit on that. Talk some nerdy stuff. Stay clean, everyone. There's a lot of new news coming out. We might mention a little bit of sports, too. We'll see. What sports? Um, and sports. Uh, that'll happen next week. And you'll also see some streams. So look out for our streams. And if you haven't checked out our website, theinfinitybros.com, we'd love for you to check us out. We have merchandise now, people. Are you a fan of us? Support us. Isaac's mom is working tirelessly to make your T-shirts. Um, so make sure that you support her. She's wonderful. Um, and uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, and we would love for you to follow us and engage us. Send your feedback. you have any comments on Westworld, shoot us an email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com. Robbie, thank you again for coming on, man. You were awesome. No problem. And thank you, listeners, for taking time out of your busy schedules to listen with us. We will talk to you soon. And as always, we love you 3,000. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Infinity Bros Podcast. You can find the Infinity Bros on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Infinity Bros. Feel free to send listener feedback via email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com.